Hi, guys, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Ultras 11. I'm Joe. And I'm Al. Uh, before we get started, this is episode 77. You're probably saying, why is 77 so important to me and Al? Is it our angel numbers? Do we always see this number? <laughs> no, because we don't know what angel numbers are. It's just <laughs> 70, the 77th episode that you're still not subscribed or commenting or liking our video. Kind of annoying, kind of redundant at this point. But hey, here we are. So go do that, please. Just shoot us a follow. It doesn't take nothing. That's cool. got, you, know, you know what I mean? We, go, we got our homies now in, in Saudi. Yeah. You know, having a little chat with them. It's nice. But hey, what about our local guys? Yeah, nothing, like, we nothing try to be like spreading like, around. But... We try to talk about like Canadian soccer, promote Canadian this and that, whatever. And like you guys are just, you guys are, are bad. We want to interact like, with we you guys. We just want to talk to you guys. <laughs> Instead of being told we have zero ball knowledge yeah. from everybody in England. Yeah. Like we get it, man. You guys discovered you the still wheel, think, apparently. You still think United's a good team. Yeah, Ooh, like, we get my it. My bad. Sorry we said man Delusional you fans, one time. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Delusional but fans. on that note, speaking of United, uh, today's agenda is actually kind of a small agenda, but we know it's going to drag on. So that's why we only have two guaranteed topics that we'll talk about. And obviously the team at the end. So three in total. Um, we're going to start off with the 2026 World Cup. And why Toronto may not be hosting it anymore. Got some uh, stuff Idiots. there. Um, and then the second topic is it's we're talking about my pain here, which is which is fine, which always drags on. We're going to be talking about Mourinho being sacked. And Joe had a very emotional day today and a roller coaster. Yeah. I've been emotions. up since four thirty in the morning when I got the <laughs> notification. But regardless <laughs> of that, um, then that will end things off with actually building a team of Mourinho's best players. That kind of spicy. Fit, kind of fitting, I guess. Not really. Does any Roma player hey, crack that? What Probably better time not. than today? It's true, actually. He is going to be the main topic here. So <laughs> might as well. Uh, let's get into this stuff here. Let's start talking about Canada and the World Cup in 2026. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada is going to be one of the three countries hosting the World Cup. But as of late, there's been a lot of like, there's been a lot of turmoil with the Canadian soccer program. They publicly announced that they're kind of defunding it. Uh, they told they said that the grassroots level doesn't have any more money coming in. Uh, they're going to stop the developmenting. Uh, sorry, developing. Sorry, not developmenting. Yeah, developmenting. I think, I think that's just a word I made up. Um, it's okay, man. You do that a lot on this show. I guess. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, Canadian soccer teams are looking absolutely abysmal. Like TFC looks dreadful. Montreal, yep. Vancouver. The list goes on. Overall infrastructure is just at an all-time low, just when you thought they were actually like moving up the ranks. Um, so the whole problem, though, with Toronto hosting the World Cup, uh, it's not so much that they don't have the ability to. Mm-hmm. Um, they would just have to kind of expand uh, BMO Stadium, BMO Field, sorry. MLSC has made a public statement saying like they are not going to be the ones paying for that renovation. They don't think they need to. Uh, they think it should be somebody else doing it. So the then, city. what? The city. Yeah, they think <laughs> the city should be the ones paying for it. Even though MLSC will be reaping all the benefits of this because they're going to be getting a remodeled stadium for free, that means then, mm-hmm. and whatever. But regardless of that, the whole problem is that's going to roughly cost 300 mil. Um, then 90 million of that is going to come out of the city's wallet. And that's where taxpayers are now losing their mind because it's like, hey, why are we going to pay for this? No. Like, what the hell? You already have the money. Mm-hmm. You're already donating money here, there, everywhere. Why do we have now to Now they want to raise like, taxes. Yeah. So it's, 
it's a big problem. Um, so just getting right into it here, do you think obviously, like I said, like they have BMO, but do you actually think Toronto has the ability to host five games? Joe's a hundred percent. You know, we we've hosted big events here. There's Toronto, not even just in sports, there's big like TIFFs here, which is, you know, I know obviously not as big as the World Cup audience could bring, but still big events have been held here. You know, they've they've been able to deal with it in the past and 100 percent. Yes, they would have to spend money, you know, for certain things to make it because obviously, dude, with the, like, the traffic and everything down there mm-hmm. during that World Cup, is yeah. it's already insane now. It'll be even crazier. So like the planning that has to go behind it, but also the money and not just on the stadium. That's that's a whole different thing. But yeah. in the actual city, you know, with the parking lots that now there's you know not so many as there was before because they're building condos everywhere. So yeah. you barely even you can find the parking lot. So that has to change. Like they obviously have to make, you know, a lot more available to people that are going to be coming here because everybody's going to be coming to Toronto, especially people in Canada that aren't close to somewhere that's also going to be having a game. Yeah. So people are going to be coming here. So as long as they kind of fix those little problems, the space they have and everything, why can't we host a World Cup? Mm-hmm. We're more than capable. And if the money thing, which that's all bullshit because, yeah, okay, I get it. You got to spend a lot of money. But what they said it was what? like It was like $300 million or something. Yeah. Like, you're making that no problem. Well, that's my that's my biggest thing. Like everyone, okay, I get from the taxpayer standpoint. Obviously, like we're, I guess we're taxpayers. Yeah, okay, I'm not paying taxes. Yeah, look, maybe my, my ta- like <laughs> oh, we pay, uh, my we pay tax on everything, Joe. Yeah, but like for me, I'm I'm thinking like, I obviously don't know how financially speaking this all works with the World Cup and stuff like that. But I feel like something like this improves that places that country's economy. Whether it's like a long-term thing that it helps with the improvement of the economy or if it's a short-term gain, I don't know. I couldn't really tell you that. Obviously, in previous countries, it's more of a short-term gain. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Toronto, it I feel like it could be a very long-term gain. Considering, you know, like already with the immigration policy that they have, you know, they already have a very neutral immigration. You know, mm-hmm. like there's every single culture in Toronto. Go downtown right now. <laughs> like you'll see everybody. You'll meet countries you didn't even know existed. Um, so you already have that culture. You already have that diversity. Why not just add this? The amount of jobs that will open up, the mm-hmm. amount like that benefits the economy in itself, opportunities for other people. You know, as a like a if I was a young kid and I was playing soccer and I my country was hosting the World Cup, like for me that's amazing <laughs> to be able to go watch professional players, not TFC. Yeah, those. Respectfully, well, average players. Joe, it doesn't mean a young like, kid. <laughs> Us at thirty, or I mean, oh, yeah, are yeah. like are hoping that it actually does come here. Where we have a chance to go <laughs> to one, at least even one of the games. Yeah. but I'm saying like, for like if we were younger, and you know, I found out the World Cup was coming to Toronto, and I was actually able to see legends of the game play. You know, I'd be like, holy shit, this is actually <laughs> happening. And now, like, you're gonna turn it away because what you wanna like, you won't be able to host. They don't uh, want some it. sort of they festival don't that weekend. Spend the money. That's it. It's just plain and simple. Like they're they're using it as an excuse, but that's sort of thing. They don't want to spend the money. Like they're they're honestly stupid because in one day, you know, you host an Italy game or even a Portugal game oh, or a Spain yeah, game. Dude. The amount of money the restaurants, you know, with restaurants, parking, people the money that people are gonna be spending on, on booze that day. Yeah. At the stadium that day, you're making that back just in one game yeah. out of the five games that could potentially be here. And now you're gonna risk that because uh, yeah, but we don't want to spend the money. Do a little bit of work. Yeah. Spend the money, 
you're going to reap the benefits at the end of yeah. it. So why not do it now? Mm. Like, see, but stuff like this has me even questioning. Like, this was honest, like a thing I started thinking about. Does Canada even at that point? Okay, I guess Toronto doesn't really summarize all of Canada because mm. Vancouver really hasn't said a word. Montreal has spoken up saying, and "Hey, we smart. can do they're, it." Like, they want like to. They want to keep it there. But in my opinion, like. After the public announcement that they're going to stop funding grassroots soccer and stuff like that, like I started thinking, like, is Canada even deserving of this World Cup? Yeah. You know, like it, it raises that question because, like, if you don't give a shit mm. anymore to develop and create this kind of atmosphere and environment for youngsters to like whatever, then why should FIFA or anybody for that matter want to bring the sport over to you? Yeah, it, you make, know it, I mean? it makes no sense, and I, I like I don't understand how. You know, an organization can look at a team that has been so bad for so many years. You know, we grew up like majority of the time didn't even know Canada had a soccer team true, because you never saw them anywhere. And they were they were just shit. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even come close to making anything. Now you see the progress they made. You see the talent that's coming out of Canada. You see how much better it's gone. And like these guys are like serious guys, man. Like Davies, like the last couple of years one of the best left backs in the world. Yeah. Yeah. He's Canadian. Like you have this guy on your team and you're like, you know what? Now we're not going to release. We're going to stop spending and we're going to stop funding. You know, we just want, we don't really want to put that much into Canadian development in soccer. Are you stupid? This is when you have to, you know, go all in, put more than you ever have because you see that whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep going with it, man. You can actually build something good. Like people could, I know it'll never be like a European or a South American player. But you can actually get some, grow some talent out of out of North America, and out of Canada. Well, clearly they, they even showed that, you know. Like, I know with with even like not just not even just Davies, you know. Look at Kyle Laren in La Liga, you know, like he's been bouncing around European mm. teams. But that's the operative thing: European teams. Yeah, where where soccer isn't just soccer; it's more than that. You, you know, have, you have Buchanan now; he making the move to Inter. Exactly, and that's not a small club. David like, <laughs> being wanted by a lot of teams. Yeah, now. exactly, and it's like. You finally have something. You have some sort of raw product. You have youngsters that now ha- actually have a Canadian idol that they could like look up to. You know, like for us growing up, we had to look at guys like for me, Totti, Al, Del Piero, my brothers, Bajo, like stuff like that. And it's like we had to look at European players and mm-hmm. idolize them. That's why I care about Italy and not Canadian soccer or Canada in general when it comes to soccer. But that's because I had nobody to look up to. Mm-hmm. I, genuinely nothing. Who did have Owen Hargreaves who decided to play for England instead? Great example, man. Abandon your country. Yeah, like, that's what I'll do now. So, like, I I don't know. I feel like they kind of lost the plot. And it's stuff like that. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I think Canada should be taken away from hosting for reasons like that. Like, I know it's a sad thing because why should everybody suffer? Mm -hmm. But if your figureheads and whatever don't want to back it and support it, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve something yeah. like that. I mean, you know? Hey, I agree, Joe. For as much as I would love to have it here, you know, like dude, I keep, I keep saying, like, hey, you know, especially with this podcast, like we got, we we got to somehow get into the, like one of those games or even a couple of those games, dude. That would be that. That's a dream come true. Mm-hmm. I know for you too. Yeah, it's a dream come true, and like just to be able to witness that would be insane. And the fact that like they're taking that away from us, yeah, 
Yeah. Like, not just even, I'm not saying just us, the fans. Yeah. No, it's true. It's so fucked up. You have people that like, immigrated from another country when they were younger and, but, like, you know, they but, never went back home to watch their team. And this is a chance that, for that, them. That's, too. And, Joe, but that's the thing. That's why a lot of these countries, they love hosting the World Cup. They love, you know, putting on the show. And, you know, no matter what, like, you know, people, you look at those stadiums in Brazil and people are like, yeah, you know, look at them now. Like, they're all, you know, growing grass out of them. They're all, you know, they're, they haven't been used since the World Cup. You know, it's just all that. But, man, this, these places, they know, like, man, like Brazil, they knew how much money they were getting into that. They yeah. put everything they possibly could into it. And then just you, you make people come there that have never, you know, would never probably travel to Brazil or just, you know, never really thought of going there. And then they go there for that and they just they fall in love with the place. Like you yeah. really have yeah. it's, it's really like you can really show off, you know, your cities, your your country and like Canada. That's an amazing opportunity. Yeah. No, Canada always has this bad narrative, you know, it's mainly in the States, but. You get it all all across the world that, you know, I had cousins in Italy. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, it probably, it's, it's always cold in Canada. You know, you're always wearing it. I'm like, no, it's cold in the winter, but like in the summer. As we're bundled up with a yeah. hoodie right now. <laughs> now, and it's the middle of winter. It's not the middle. It's the beginning of winter. And, yeah, it's cold. In the summertime, it's not. But people Man, have nice. this narrative that, yeah, you know, it's always cold. I remember when I used to go to Florida when I was younger, they're like, oh, do you guys, like, how often do you see polar bears? And I was like, where do you think I live? Like, I <laughs> I don't live, like, in in, in with the in the icebergs. And, and we live like, in Igloo. In Antarctica. Like, I don't know where, where you think, yeah. what Canada is. And to be able to actually, like, change host something and change that narrative. And you, you're inviting people. You know people are going to come. It, it's not just... People in Canada, you're gonna get people. You know, if they if they're Italian and they're living in the states or or from somewhere in Italy, and Italy's playing here in Toronto, most likely if, if you're Italian, especially, they probably have family here. Yeah. Yeah, Makes no, an excuse, come and visit, I watch agree. a game. Yeah, you're gonna have people coming here for the first time and be like, hey, you know what, this place is like. Toronto's pretty cool. Like, yeah. they, you know, they, it's, it's actually really nice, a lot nicer than I expected. Yeah, they can do that and show that off, but they're throwing it all all away. They 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 don't care. I, you know, I don't know. Where they're probably like, I mean, obviously it's in hockey. They don't, they couldn't, they never really cared about soccer until, you know, they, for a year they're like, yeah, yeah, we got a pretty crazy soccer team. You know, we're going to try to grow this thing. And then after that, they're like, no, 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 no more. We got too good guys. We're no done. more. We no qualified more. for the world. Hey, we, made cup. A, we made a world cup. Yeah. We didn't win any. We any scored games. one goal. We scored a goal. We're good. It's all that matters. We're going to start defunding the team <laughs> and we're not going to give them new jerseys. Other than Toronto. If this is all hypothetical, yeah, yeah, yeah. if Toronto is not hosting it, ultimately pull out, whatever. Um, is there another place in Canada you'd want to see get that Toronto spot? Or do you think so, – or can handle who, – Who is it right now? Vancouver, Toronto, and who? That's it. It's just them two? It's just them two. To my knowledge, I'm pretty sure. So, I, I mean, if, if Toronto actually lost a spot, would be sick. Won't happen. But, like, somewhere, like, in, like, Alberta, close to Banff with the mountains – on Lake Louise. On Lake Louise. That'd be, that'd, come on, that'd be, that'd be a that, crazy That would be crazy. Stadium, that would be crazy Obviously, never going to happen unrealistic, but, like, that would just be an insane view. Probably could see it going to Montreal. Yeah. I think that's like, probably, the, like, the only they have They have the stadium there, you know, if they have to. And I feel like Montreal, if they have to spend the money, they will. Yeah, and, like, just to, just, to, just to be able to say, like, oh, like, wait, Toronto's going to lose it. Now we're going to get it. They'll just do it out of spite because yeah, they hate everything they do. It, it feeds to their ego that them. they're European and like nobody else exactly. is European. Exactly. So you already know they would they would jump at that opportunity and like, I mean, it's probably the most realistic place that it'd probably go. Okay. Can't really. They're not gonna go to PEI or something. Uh, I'll be the first to say it. Like I actually originally thought the idea would be three places and Montreal would be one of them. Mm-hmm. I thought Toronto would definitely be one because like our infrastructure Again. that we already have. You know, it only makes sense because realistically, what would they have to do mm-hmm. to improve everything? 
And my honest opinion was like, maybe they don't play in BMO because BMO doesn't have the capacity rather than extending BMO. Mm. They go to, I don't, I don't know if it's called the Rogers Center anymore because they've changed the name so many times, but they go there. Yeah. You know where the Blue Jays play like and stuff like that because how much does that hold? 50 to 60,000? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, that, it would be good, but I think. You know the, what I mean? Like they have artificial grass there though, right? Yeah, but how much does it cost to put in real grass? Grass, man. I know TFC had to sell a player to get real grass one time, but come on. That as opposed to dropping however much it costs to extend the whole stadium, you know, like I feel like you could just instantly switch it there. But the problem lies there. You have selfish people like the MLSE that realistically don't want that. They want all the publicity and they want like their the games to be hosted there. They just don't want to do anything to back it up. So why not take it away from them? Give it to the Rogers Center. They already have the capacity. They already have everything there. So what? You have to drop what? 500K, let's just say. Uh, I don't know. How put much house, yeah, I don't to put grass? <laughs> oh, my bad, dude. No. Like, it still makes more sense to me than whatever. But I don't know. I think other than that, I think Montreal is probably the only place. That's- has a European feel. It's nice. 18 is the legal say, age. Maybe they're going like they'll go to like Ottawa, but then we want to build gonna, a whole new stadium. Yeah. And what are you going to do in Ottawa? Go see Trudeau? Like yeah, there's literally Carlin nothing. Hill. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing to I had do a in Ottawa. tournament in Ottawa. I think I like I stayed in my hotel room the yeah. whole time. Nothing, because, they like, had nothing like, to do like, there. There's nothing to do. Unless you care for politics and you want to see that stuff, there really isn't anything to do yes. in Ottawa. So this is very factual. You guys are everything in of you haven't been to Ottawa? If you guys are thinking about it, don't do it. You can skip out on that. Don't one. do it. My mom loved it, but that's because, like, respectfully, ma. A bit of a square. Like, she didn't want to do anything. Well, this is amazing. She loved it. She's like, oh, my God, Joseph, there's so much history. I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. <laughs> History's sick. I do love history, but not lot Canadian history. Yes. I found it off lies and stuff like that. It's whatever. Christopher Columbus wasn't even looking for North America. Let's get real. <laughs> like, yeah, and then everyone wants to twerk for him. But I digress. Canada, get your shit straight. Yeah. Toronto. Figure it out. Well, yeah, you know? more more so Toronto actually, not yeah. Canada. Canada has their shit straight. It's it's more Canada Toronto too, because like they, you know what? If they, if they were a thing, they would be like, "Hey guys, you know what? Stop being stupid. Yeah, spend the money, fix what you got to fix. We're hosting the World Cup. Yeah, shut up and do it." It just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to me. It, it never will make sense to me, especially when we were talking about it last week with Joe, and like we were talking about how they might like lose it because of like uh, they couldn't figure out the whole situation of hotels, accommodations, mm-hmm. this, that, whatever. It's like. Buddy, it's not that hard. Yeah, you still have time. You legit also, like, it's not like they would have to build anything new. No. With the exception of renovating BMO Field. No. That is honestly it. So they probably make some, like, parking lots and stuff. Oh, shit. Just cl- close down Lakeshore. Let the whole road be a goddamn parking lot. <laughs> it's already a parking lot with traffic, <laughs> so who cares? Like, I don't know. Not don't a bad know. idea. Not a bad idea. I'm not a project manager. I'm just a guy. I work in a restaurant. What do I know, right? Restaurants will do well. Restaurants, restaurants do, do very, very well. I'll be one of those workers there. That'd be a good time to open up a restaurant in that area, man. But then close it down right yeah, after. Yeah, right after the World Cup. Once close the World Cup is done, be like, sure, all right, we're like, done. Oh, dude, you mean like Just those, liquor um, only. What's it called? You do like a food truck? Like you get like a permit for like somewhere in that area? Like you serve like something crazy? Poof, buddy. I'll start my own watch party for every <laughs> England game because I know those guys will be lost in the yeah. piss every single time. And they're, buddy, once they're lost in the piss, you know they're spending money on food. Yeah, they'll just give me money. Eat spuds. See, see, this is why Toronto needs to have the World Cup. Support local businesses. Like, like Sloppy Al. Joe's. Oh, I was gonna say like me and Al. But yeah, yeah. that too. Actually. I'll, be, I'll, I'll be there supporting. I'll just be I'll be I'll be out you'll be cooking. I'll be outside interviewing people about That's soccer. Same. Double header. Yeah. Many streams of income. Ultras. X sloppy Joe's. <laughs> soon, soon. All right, Al. Coming. Next topic here. We've uh, overstayed the, the welcome time with Canada. So. That 
I know Joe hasn't been waiting for. Rip off the band-aid. Let's just but you guys it, have been waiting for. This morning at 4.30 a.m. A.m. Yeah. News dropped. Mourinho has been sacked. Yeah. Joe, unfortunately, maybe had to go pee that time. Woke up in the middle of the night. Looked at his phone. Just checked the time. Saw the notification. And he's been up since. Yeah. So it's been a... No, Fat Mob, I think, hacked the mainframe. Because I'm always on Do Not Dude, Disturb. I, I My got... phone vibrated. I don't know how that happened unless Maybe it was in my own head. It, man. it was Mourinho sending you a signal. Maybe I'm a, like the Long Island medium. <laughs> like connected with Mourinho. Yeah. He like sent you like a little ping in your head to wake up and you're like, holy shit, he got be, sacked. Oh my God. It was, it was honestly came as a surprise. Okay, no, no. But not really. But to yeah. get into it. I know, was going to be questioning. You simple, simple. I'm going to, I'm, I'm taking control today. Obviously, if you couldn't tell by now, because I just want to pick Joe's brain a little bit because I am very interested I've been on this end, you know, especially the last couple of years, a lot more than he has. So I really want to see how, you know, he feels after this. So first off, start things off. I know when we watched the game here on the weekend, you kept joking. Like, oh, dude, if he loses, he's sacked. If he loses, he's sacked. Did you actually believe that? Or did you like today when you woke up, like, were you actually surprised by seeing that? So, okay. In the heat of the moment, I've said this before. In the heat of the moment, I was the I'm always the first to call for like a fucking rebranding, revamping. Everybody must go. Honest Ed's <laughs> clearance sale. Let's go. Get rid of the whole team. Explode the project. Let's start fresh. Obviously, once the dust settles, I reality kicks in for me. Um, I did sense like there was turmoil with Mourinho and Roma, but I didn't expect them to pull the plug simply because it just didn't make sense given our financial situation that we're in no, given no. FFP, given Was everything like that. 1.5 mil to spend. No negative 0.6 mil after we got the fine. Okay. That's how much we could spend. Now after sacking Mourinho, we are, what is it? 3.5 plus 0.6. What is that? You're good at science. Four. What? What? 4.1. <laughs> yeah. 4.1. We're negative 4.1 now. So we could buy a lot of players with that. That's not bad. But um, no, I, I'm not shocked, but I am shocked. I'm just shocked because it doesn't so, make which sense. Which one is this? I'm 50-50, dude. I'm <laughs> telling you. This whole day, I've been trying to rack my brain around what happened and how this all unfolded and just everything. And uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm shocked because it doesn't make sense financially speaking and especially how the Freakins have been. Mm-hmm. They, like, they have been very calculative yeah. with almost everything they've done. But I'm not shocked because they do work in silence with certain things. And this was a thing that I genuinely believe was kind of bubbling up, you know, like it was, it was simmering, you know, and, and you knew something was going to happen. You knew there was problems when the freed Dan, no, yeah. Dan's the son. When he stopped showing up to games, I started questioning that a little bit, but like, I didn't question it too much. Cause I'm like, Oh, they're just American owners. He doesn't want to be in Italy right now. I don't know. Like I didn't think too much of it, but yeah. Okay. So So, 50, 50 with the shocking part. I don't know. Okay. So when Mourinho came into the, into Roma's team, when he first joined, you know, I made fun of you. You were a little bit on the fence at the moment. You know, you, you like you, you didn't like him, but like, you're like, yo, it's like you're kind of amped because like, wait, this might be actually turn out to be something, you know, good. And then after the first season, you guys finally won a trophy and you know, it was a very long time. So, you know, that felt nice to actually knows yeah. what it feels like to win, you know, last year, the league again, wasn't a very good run, but you know, you made that run in Europa league. You know, you were, you, you were buddy on cloud 69. And we're going into that. Like you were, you were 
so happy with him. You really I liked was. him. You loved him. Now this season, I feel like you kind of were a little wishy-washy. To this point now, once we got here, did you want him to get sacked? The best way to describe this, I would say it's like a like a shotgun wedding. Okay? It's you're I was forced to marry somebody that I didn't really know or want mm-hmm. because I, I had mean, you knew Mourinho. I knew Mourinho, but like I didn't know Mourinho. You know, like I like I, I saw what he yeah, brings yeah. to other clubs. You didn't know what, what it would, feels that, like he's your coach. Yeah. So like it was almost like like I was forced into this and I was forced to like him because it's my club. I want to support my club no matter what. Didn't know, didn't know. And then I started finally actually falling in love. I started actually realizing what Mourinho's ability is. It's bringing the fans together with the team. Mm-hmm. You know, that unity. And I didn't want to see him sacked because of that reason. Because I'm not going to lie to you. This is the first time I could honestly say since I supported Roma that there was actually fans. There was unity amongst fans. I wasn't reading every week that, oh, uh, get rid of this guy. Fire this guy. You guys aren't worthy of this. You guys can't do this. Like it, for once, the fans just always backed Roma. Mm-hmm. You know, 80th minute, we're losing three nothing to fucking Spezia, Salernitana, <laughs> the worst teams in the world. They're still chanting their the team. You know, like that is the Mourinho effect. So that's why I did, like I didn't want him to get sacked because where else are we gonna get that man? Mm-hmm. You're you're not gonna find that. And as much as like it's like oh yeah, you could get that with another coach. You could maybe whatever. Once success starts rolling in, yes, but no, because success, yeah, they'll obviously back them because they're successful. Mm-hmm. But the second it goes tough, like that's when you see everybody leave. Under the worst circumstances, the Roma fans actually backed Mourinho, which is something I've never seen. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want to see him get sacked for that reason. But to tell, to look at you and say like he's a coach that cares about the final result, the final score, and when you're not getting those results anymore. And you're also playing the type of football you were playing mm. without evolving, without changing, without whatever. It it gets irritating. Yeah. I like I'm I wanted him gone for that reason, you know, because it was just like, dude, shut up. <laughs> Fucking change this stale tactic that isn't working. We clearly suck on defense, yet you still insist on parking the bus. Dybala is could play 90 minutes only. Lukaku demands the ball at his feet and can't do anything else. Switch it. Do something. Stop relying on these two guys. <laughs> Clearly, it's not working anymore. But no, he's an old dog. You know, uh, I don't know. Okay, I respect it. I respect it's, it. Uh, so clearly, in all this, Mourinho's tenure at Roma was very weird. Yeah, I mean, to say the least. Like, I feel, I feel like that's kind of the best way to describe it. It was, it was like it was, it was good, but like it wasn't that good. But it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't the worst. Yeah. But there was points where it was bad. Mm-hmm. You know where? Where do you think? Because obviously this this started this was a, this was boiling up. If for the, the way it happened today, this was this was overtime. This didn't just happen after the Milan game. It didn't just happen re- like recently. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. Where do you think like the issue started happening? Where do you think it all went wrong? Last year, when he made up the excuses why Roma couldn't finish in a top four spot, I think that's when. Not from the fan base point of view, but I think head office from, from the their owners. point of view. Yeah. That's where they started losing the interest in Mourinho. Juve was deducted the points. Perfect opportunity for us to, you know, step up that little bit and step into top four, compete, whatever. There there was none of that desire. And then he came out and said, oh, this is the league. You don't know, actually, if Juve has the points, which I agree. 
But at that point, it doesn't matter. You no. just still should be playing your game. Yeah, you got to play your game. You know game. what I mean? Like, like he used that as a, as a crutch because he didn't know what was happening with you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, you had it that is, gap he, at that point. He though. was true with the statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, again, you got to worry about your own team. That's the thing. If he my, – my thing that pisses me off, and everybody will argue this, but it's like at the end of the day – whether Juve had points taken away or not, or whatever the case was, yes, I get there was a lot of confusion and stuff like that. It's the principle that you could tell he gave up on the league. And he gave up on the league rather early. <laughs> like, I want to say, like, February, January, we lost, like, two or three games straight. He gave up on the league and said, oh, well, you don't know if Juve has the points or not. We'll, we'll figure out your Europa League. It doesn't matter to me because, again, if he would have stayed true, started actually focusing on the league, whatever it is, like, we would have been in a top-four spot. And then with... Uh, Europa League. Obviously, I get Mourinho's logic. He does love silverware. Again, it's about the result for him. But it's like, yeah, you just had to win a final. You're undefeated in finals. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. But it doesn't mean you're going to be yeah. Mr. Automatic still. You know what I mean? Like, that was still a one-off game you had to win. And then the game's decided, which I agree still. Anthony Taylor royally fucked up. Hey, but. That is going to happen. But you can only use the ref. For an, as an excuse for so, you know like, I mean? for so many times. To man. me, then it just becomes a repetitive thing with Mourinho that when the going gets tough, I'm blaming the referee. And in that scenario, yes, you're able to blame the referee. I agree. Fuck Anthony Taylor. But at the same time, you take off your best player because he only had 60 minutes in his leg. Why did you even start him then? Why don't you bring him in a little later on in the game so you could stretch him out? And, and you know, we ended and up going to Pence. He would have been great. And admit to his mistake. Of starting him instead of saving you know him I mean? and like, use him as a like substitute. When you think about who took our penalty shots, Mancini, who I love Mancini. That guy can't fucking shoot a ball. <laughs> Ibanez, who is known to make mistakes with a five-yard pass, <laughs> shouldn't be taking a penalty shot. Your best shooters are on the bench. Why? Because you took them out already. Mm-hmm. Because you changed the tactical approach to parking the bus. N- no. <laughs> That's on you. We wouldn't have been in the position that you needed Anthony Taylor to make the right call if it wasn't chuffed. You know what I mean? So like he it's he I, I'll thank him constantly for the like the how he rejuvenated a fan base and made them fall in love again with Roma. But I will also say he brought a lot of demise mm-hmm. in certain regards yeah. to Roma to make it us believe that Roma on paper isn't a team that should be competing for the top four spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and that's my biggest piss off with him. Yeah. Some of the stuff he would say never really uh, stood too well with. I mean, any of the teams that he's coached, you know, yeah, he says a lot of things and it's just like, well, I mean, okay. You mean probably could have not said that, yeah. but hey, you know what? You're still my coach, you know, yeah. I'll take it, whatever. Like, well, now that he's gone, you're kind of like, dude, why, like, dude why the fuck did you don't say get me that? wrong. Like, my biggest thing is like, you look at his three years. So like, well, okay, two and a half technically. And he says he never had a player like Dybala on this Roma team and he's irreplaceable and no like shit like that. He doesn't have two of him. Basically, just stroking Dybala. Great. I agree. We probably haven't had a player of Dybala's technical quality mm-hmm. since, I would even argue, maybe Totti. Okay? Like, I will go that far. I do agree with that statement. But Mourinho's first year there, he had more goals. Sorry, Roma had more goals without Dybala. Mm-hmm. And that was coming from Pellegrini, Tammy Abram, Zaniolo. Uh, sorry, uh, Pellegrini had more assists that year than Dybala had in... Dybala's first team. No. You know, and then you bring Dybala in, you reduce Pellegrini down to a different position he doesn't know. Tammy, you're... He's not familiar with Dybala, obviously. You've made a relationship with Pellegrini. Mm. And then you're questioning why stuff doesn't work. 
You know, at one point, I remember when we got Dybala, everybody was going crazy saying, that attack is absolutely absurd. Zaniolo, Tammy Abraham, Pellegrini, and Dybala now? Game over, they won the league. <laughs> They're finishing top four. I remember you even saying to me, <laughs> nah, gotta, dude, I think this is the year, good, man. That was a good attack, man. And then what ended up happening? We actually Deep only up. got into Europa League because Juve was kicked out. Yeah. Other than that, we didn't qualify for anything. So he got lucky. He got in there off of technicality. And now he's going to tell me, oh, he doesn't have a good team. No, no, brother, you do. You got Lukaku. <laughs> you got you a, a, yeah, you a got lot of teams dream striker. Mm-hmm. On paper, we are better than Bologna. Yep. People argue with me and say, you know, Fiorentina's uh, decent. No, no, no. Nobody even knows Fiorentina's starting 11. <laughs> so don't give me that shit. No one knows that they're just playing very well. And now you're learning who mm-hmm. these guys are. So Roma's better than them. Lazio, don't even. We should not have lost them the last three years. It's been absurd. I'm sorry. The fact fact that they have our number. That's crazy. And it's crazy because Lazio is not good in any shape or form. They go and play Roma and they beat you guys every time. And Mourinho's supposed to be the GOAT. Like He's supposed to be this god, but he can't scrape together. Mom, my team's not good. We don't have the right attitude. Uh, Start talking too much against Saudi. I want bandits when we play away games. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> focus on winning a game. Don't worry about away games right now. Focus on winning games. Like, I don't know. It's just absurd. A lot of these claims, like, I don't get. I understand maybe there hasn't been enough financial backup. And in an ideal world, you know, in five years, whatever, if Roma starts qualifying consistently for Champions League, would Mourinho be the right guy for them at that point? Yes. But we weren't at that stage. Yeah. You know, it's the wrong time, wrong time, wrong time him for him. The mentality of the players isn't what he needs or what he's at. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's He lost the dressing room, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you can definitely tell that. Like, you, you saw you saw it in, like, more, you know, recent games. He didn't, like, it just looked like he didn't have that connection like he once did with, like, certain mm-hmm. players. And, like, mm-hmm. it just looked like he just, he was slowly, like, just starting to, like, just kind of drift away from the team and yeah, like dude. distance like it, it, you you get you can i don't know for me like at least like when i would watch the games when he actually was coaching because majority of the time he wasn't coaching because he got kicked out and got, got, got a red card he just looked like he did like it, it wasn't the same Mourinho that it was like last year that's what i mean year. like there, there was some sort of spark i don't know if it's with him with the players whatever it is but like he always had the connection with the fans mm-hmm. it's like somewhere along the lines though he lost the connection with the players yeah you know maybe it's him constantly saying dibal is the greatest thing in the world and not talking about any other player on Roma, you know, it could be that. I think what I fucked know. him up was like, was losing that. Like, I, I I generally think that he thought that they were you guys were winning that Europa. Well, there was final. there was a thing I read on Twitter. How true is it? I don't know. That's why I don't want to like I don't really talk about it or say it. They were saying that uh, the Friedkins Roma's ownership want to actually sack Mourinho after that game was lost, mm. but they didn't end up doing it for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm not probably them, too expensive. Probably too expensive, <laughs> and we owe money to everybody. <laughs> But it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. This well, is Joe, like all good things, Mourinho's time with Roma has come to an end. They already got a replacement. The king of Rome. No, he's yeah. not the king. He's, he's the king of the Rome. King. No, don't give me the Totti. No, Totti's not. He wishes he's, he was the king. Did I see? The king of Rome is back now. Coaching the team. Start crying. It, like, it's... I, I know what this is like. I, you know what? It, I don't. Because this is like Del Piero. Coming into coach like Juve, I know that'll never happen, but like, that's like that. Yeah, we, yeah, we had Pirlo. It was nice. Like I, I loved every second of it, but I, I feel like it wasn't the same. And now they got him. I mean, they, we heard the news at four thirty, and by the time I, I woke up in the morning, 
he was already named as coach and all that. And he already did a, a training today. So everything kind of happened very quickly. You know, do you think now bringing De Rossi in was a good thing or a bad thing? Um, To bring De Rossi in, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, um, it's a double-edged sword, in my honest opinion, because this is the thing. For the fans will never turn on De Rossi. Mm-hmm. So the owners think in turn, they have now earned the fans' respect because it's like, oh, they're giving us our club legend back and whatever. But this is where they're wrong. If this goes terribly, the fan base, whatever respect the Friedkins earned, mm-hmm. will be lost right away because then they're going to turn around and say, you use De Rossi as a scapegoat because mm-hmm. you guys don't know what the heck you're doing or, or something like that. And my... Th- like. I, I obviously love the fact that this happened because it's like, oh, I love De Rossi. He's, you know, my king, like shit like that. But I'm just scared they're not treating him with the respect he actually deserves. And and this goes for any coach, not just De Rossi. It's just a little bit more amplified because he's a club legend, you know. Um, If Roma absolutely tanks the rest of the season, you know, the Friedkins are kind of could sweep this under the rug and say, eh. He's a coach. He's only coached a professional team for 18 games. Mm. What did you expect? He was never going to be whatever. He was a stopgap. He was this. But that's a slap in the face for a club legend. Like 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 me looking in, I want them to treat him with more respect. Mm. I want them to give him an option to extend for a year. You know, because that's what he deserves. You know, like. um, I'll say, saying that now, could you see him actually, like realistically, finishing the season and, and going on to the next season? Huh. my heart says I want that to happen and I need that to happen. So I no, no, love Roma still as a realist, but as a realist, it's, it's tough because I feel like anytime you bring in a coach in like halfway through the season, mm. they don't, they, they can maybe motivate the players well enough that they stay relevant, you know, and yeah, maybe a like, normal coach. That's the thing. A normal, when it's a like, club legend and a guy like him, that's yeah, he's has that just, Roman blood in him. Gladiator. Blood. It's it's different. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. But I I don't I don't know. I I I want to look at you and say Roma's four points from Champions League. Uh, Bologna, Fiorentina, Lazio are ahead of him, but they're all three teams could easily draw points. Mm-hmm. Roma could easily slide in. Blah blah blah. They have their next three games. If anything, it's the perfect time to integrate a new coach because they're against like weaker sides. Mm-hmm. In quotations, I'm putting weaker because. Mourinho has now made me believe that we are not better than anybody. But regardless, um, it's a good time to integrate. But it's also like nobody really knows what to expect, yeah. you know. And and for me, I would have, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a, like another year after this, like five month spell, whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be. Then come in, and then come in full tilt as the coach, just because. I've said this before, and I'll always say it, Roma. What they genuinely needed when the Friedkins became owners. They needed a, a huge overhaul. Mm-hmm. They needed a, a fresh start, a, gen, a ground zero project, even though Roma's been promised that for how many times, whatever. But, you know, we were in a shit ton of financial problems because of Monchi and Palota, like, during that era. Now, Friedkins come in. You have the freedom to do whatever, this, that. It would have been nice to see them appoint. Like, when they originally got the, the ownership, mm-hmm. it would have been nice to see them appoint a young, bright coach. Yeah, You know, a guy that you kind of... I know a lot of people are going to say like, well, only Americans talk about this, but I'm going to say it like something like a dynasty. You know, you get a young coach. You don't know what to expect. They don't know what to expect. And you grow together. 
they evolve tactically. You evolve tactically you with try them. To build like, something. You build something with them. I would have loved to have seen this happen three years ago. Because then it's like, okay, now we're on year three of Project Zero. And, you know, is it working? Is it not? Okay, let's get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Let's get somebody else. Let's get somebody with a little bit more experience. Instead, you went for the alpha, a guy that's accomplished everything that he could possibly accomplish. And now you're regressing to a guy that almost got a Sedia B side relegated within 18 games. You know, like the logic there, it's a little bit weird, but why would Dorossi accept this role if he didn't believe in himself? You know, and I guess that's all we really have is belief and hope. That's the Roma's autobiography. That was, that was said very, very, very well. That's uh, what I'm going to do. <laughs> now, you guys got a, a game coming up this weekend. They don't see his first test. But also, I wouldn't even say, I would I, I would probably start kind of watching him and putting that pressure next week. Because this week, like, he doesn't have that much time. Yeah. You know, he's most likely probably going to, you know, do a similar lineup to the last one Mourinho did. You know, same kind of formation. But, you know, going forward, he might start trying to put his own kind of thing into it. And his, his own, you know, vision for the team. Mm-hmm. And how do you, what do you think that vision looks like? Like, what do you, how do you see them lining up? Honestly, I see it going very young. And, and that's why I'm, I, that's where my excitement comes mm-hmm. with Rossi because when he was playing, he used to go train with the, the, the Primavera side. He would go there, he would talk to them, he'd be their best friends. That's why, like, guys like Lorenzo Pellegrini have a great relationship already because, yeah. When they were under 21, whatever, he was going to their practices. He was training with them, talking to them and shit like that. And, like, you know, there's already that respect and love. And his father, his father coached the under 21s. Uh, sorry, the Primavera team. Mm-hmm. And now is in charge of youth development there. So it's a whole family affair now. And it's, it's kind of sick. <laughs> so, like, I expect to see a lot of these youngsters getting more of a, more of a chance. You know, I could see him starting with a three-man backline just kind of imitating what uh, Mourinho did just to see, maybe tweak a little things. You already saw his training today. He wanted everything to be done faster, and he was yelling at them about moving quicker and getting there, like whatever, which is nice to see because apparently we don't want to move fast. <laughs> um, I see Pellegrini and Cristante being his central, like his centerpiece, honestly, because he's already ex- said his admiration for Cristante. Mm-hmm. He said he'd want to have a love in Cristante's, which is a very weird flex, but <laughs> hey, whatever. I, I agree with you. You're my king. Um, I could see Lukaku being dropped down to the bench unless he starts to show more of a team initiative rather than a, like a solo ops kind of guy. It might be tough because say, who I, do I we have? I can't really see that until Tammy's kind of at least at like 80, 90% mm-hmm. because you're not going to just rely on, on the cock. Because I'm sorry, the guy can't score. <laughs> no, but this is the, the only reason why I could see him maybe putting an emphasis or giving the cock more time is because of everything else he does. Because you look at even Doros when he played. You need like, to score goals, man. Yeah, but if 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 the formation is placed correctly, if certain players are used yeah, in a correct thing, manner. He, he's got to like tweak it and figure it out. But I, I, I don't of, think Lukaku loses spot for, for a while until like they yeah, figure see, that, out something Yeah, see, that's the thing else. where like it's a, it's a delicate situation in that regard because it's like realistically like Roma's depth on an attack without Tammy there, it's decent enough against mid to low table sides, but mm-hmm. that's really it, you know? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I would love, I would absolutely love to see, uh, I was going to say Mourinho. Wow. Hasn't even been 24 hours. Okay, guys. It's okay. Uh, you, you didn't have much sleep. Joe. It would, uh, I would love to see Dorossi go with a four-man backline 
and like a diamond in the middle, kind of like Allegri did for a while, because I think that's where you'd get the best out of Roma. Mm. Um, do I see him doing it? I don't know. Just because, again, he doesn't even I, like. That's the thing that's crazy to me because you don't know what to expect. Yeah, You're you can if you don't. go based off his games at Spal, he played the exact same way as Mourinho, almost like like not tactically, but I'm saying formation. Yeah, exact same way as Mourinho, three four two one. But it's like, is that even his preferred formation, or mm-hmm. was that like, oh, I have to do this because yeah, what, what, what he I had got, available, you know? Yeah. So you don't know. It's a it's genuinely a fresh start in so many ways, and I, I don't know. I just hope hope to God. He's able to do something, turn the ship around, or at least steady the ship, you know, like mm-hmm. do something, bestow some wisdom on these youngsters, bring up some more youngsters, help create some sort of family atmosphere in Rome again, you mm-hmm. know, because that's what I think the team itself needs, you know. Yeah. It was nice seeing Smalling actually training again. So who knows? Maybe there was all conflict. So there was, that, that was you know? probably like, beef. You know, like it's, it's stuff like that. The fact that he that. showed like, up, he came back today to train like this, the day Mourinho gets sacked. That just shows I'm right telling there. you, like that's he and that's the thing, like him. that's where I I prefer a guy like De Rossi because he mm. played, he's like kind of new to the whole coaching thing, so he will be a a player coach mm. in a sense, you know, not like yeah. a a team whatever, like maybe like Mourinho is or Pep or whatever. De Rossi will focus on the individuals and relate. Mm. You know, you look at what guys like Rudiger said. Rudiger right now, who was playing on Real Madrid, posted about De Rossi saying, "Congratulations, legend." Yeah. Like it goes to show the levels of this man as a as a human being. So I'm hoping he's able to give that to the fans, to the players, and maybe maybe we win the Europa League, finish top four, <laughs> we extend him, and he's there for hey, ten okay. years. One step, one step at a time, Joe. One step at a time. Top four, top four. Just get the team playing. You know, some good football. That's what you want. That's what you I really just want. want my Roma back. That's what you really want, Joe. It's like <laughs> was it Maldini that said, "I don't know what the I don't know what they've done with my beloved club." <laughs> That's what I'm at right now. <laughs> you know, bring in the Italians, baby. De Rossi sacked one of his assistants because he admitted him to today. He was a Laziale. And De Rossi said, all right, no, you're out. No, no, fuck you. Sacked him, up. baby. Can't bring, can't bring that negativity to you the don't team. Need that negativity. doesn't matter if you're loyal to De Rossi. If you're not loyal to Roma, it's all that matters, baby. Yeah, it's, it's true, man. You know, it's, it's, it was, it's, it's kind of like a shitty situation for him to go into and especially like for them to ask him. But they, you know, he at some point had to say yes and this said yes to coming back and, mm-hmm. and wanted to actually take this challenge. So I'm excited to see what, what happened actually just, happens with this team, man. Going to what going with what you're saying there, they offered him De Rossi this job when the Freakins first came up and like they were sacking Fonseca and De Rossi just got his license. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of the names and he declined it. And it was like everybody understood. It's like as much as we want to see De Rossi back. Yeah, you want him, you want to you know, get him at the right understood time. Because he even said, No, I don't want to do it. I'm not ready. Uh, I don't think I could handle it, blah blah blah, whatever. It just, there's something in me, it could be my nostalgia speaking, honestly, but there's something in me that thinks like, why is he accepting it now? This is, if anything, harder than that. Mm. You know, like right now, it's the most difficult period and yet you are okay with taking over the team now. But all that time ago when you could have had a fresh start, transfers the way you wanted them done, a whole summer to go over it, whatever, you declined that. Why? You know, you all, like, and what's what's so different? You also don't know too this time here what the Friedkin said because obviously they, it was they had to they had to move quick. They knew mm-hmm. they were gonna get they were gonna sack Mourinho. They knew they needed somebody, and he was one of the top guys on that list. You don't know what they what they said to him. You know, like to try to convince him. You know, the, like I was saying earlier, like you know, bring that like he's you know has that Roman heart, like to bring that love for 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 Roma back and show these players what it means to play for Roma. 
you know, they could have just kind of sold him on that. And he was like, Hey, you know what? I'll take it. Or, you know, he just said like, if this opportunity came up, he felt, you know, yeah. Okay. His time at spell didn't go well, but like, you, can, you know, you can't look too much. There's at always unsuccessful stories exactly, in coaches' careers. Exactly. They, like, there's no matter a, there's what. a turnaround. They get that opportunity, that one opportunity, and they completely change everything. So this can be it for Didosi. This can yeah. be like that yeah. chance oh, where, you know, you see him before and you're like, yeah, okay, he's going to go there. What the hell is he going to do? He didn't know they would spell. He comes here and like he has Roma within like, you know, a couple months playing some like beautiful, like liquid football. You're gonna be like, hey, what the fuck? Why, why, why can't we do this at spell? Also, the level of players that you have available to you, yeah, but yeah, yeah. People tend yeah. to forget that sometimes. I just, I just hope that I just hope that like the president, the owner, whatever, they they treat him with the respect he deserves. Yeah. Not oh, just yeah. like again, every coach deserves this respect. That like if you're an interim manager and you do well, you should be considered or even extended at least for a year. Yeah. You know, I just hope it's an, a little bit extra respect because of who he is to the club. You know, yeah. that's yeah, that's yeah, all 100%. I honestly ask. He deserves that. He at a minimum. Yeah, at a minimum. Yeah, no, they got to give him that. So, Joe, before we go into Mo's all-time 11, I just want to, you know, put you on the spot here and give you a couple minutes. If you have anything to say to Mourinho, just as, you know, he's listening to this podcast right now, you know. He's listening to us, and he's like, wow, guys, you know what? You guys covered everything pretty well. Do you have a, a, any final words? Final, final words on Mo. I, I to absolutely. To Mo. To Mo. I absolutely right despised you when we first got <laughs> you. Absolutely with everything, every fiber do. in me. But I gained a lot, a lot of respect for him. And well, sorry, you. I'm supposed to be talking to you. Um, because what you showed, the passion, the desire, the hunger, the you brought a trophy home. And honestly, put that aside. Put that aside for a second because I know trophies mean a lot. But, you know, if you're a Roma fan, you kind of get used to no trophies. It's all about vibes at a certain point. And you brought a good vibe in for a, for a while, for a hot minute. You were reinvigorated a fan base. You were good. It, it's You're like that girlfriend that you're the perfect person, but just the wrong time, you know? That's that's the best way to describe it. And I do love the guy. I have to say I do love the guy. And when I saw him leaving and they were dabbing him up and then they start like he started crying start a little crying. bit. And you see the fans start crying. I'm like, kind of got me too that video like i saw that i'm like shit like i kind of twerked for you to leave and like i shouldn't have like now i feel kind of like i I regret it part of it (laughs) like i'm sorry but like it's every good thing must come to an end every cycle must end um you already know he would have 100 percent taken a renewal who's to say he doesn't come back as a renewal guys he he really was still waiting he was done dirty in the sense that they should have waited till the end of the year um but we're here now. Love you, buddy. Hope you come to watch a couple of Dorossi's games. I know Hope the fan have. base will always welcome you. Hope you can make some time to come onto the podcast so we can have some words with you. I would love to talk shop with you and pick your brain about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things. Um, you know, it's crazy because when, when he first signed, actually, I used to make fun of on Twitter or X, sorry, all the we call them homosexuals because <laughs> they absolutely twerk for oh. Mourinho. He can't wherever, do he, wherever he goes, no matter what, they'll support the team, but they support Mo- Mourinho first and foremost. And I always wondered how the <laughs> fucking coach. Respectfully, it's not a player; he doesn't make a difference. None of this shit, like whatever. But I could see why. In saying that, I'm I'm so glad you guys are all off the road on my bandwagon <laughs> now because you guys suck as a fan base and will never accept reality that. He could do wrong sometimes. Hey, I know what that feels like, man. Fuck, man. Once, so that was when, when we had Ronaldo and all the Ronaldo fangirls Holy come over. Shit, and they just, 
every hey, dude, when you, somebody else does bad, they just they're going after somebody else's head. It's like, hey, dude, shut up. The day he left, Juve, Juve oh, Twitter dude. went back to normal. That's like they're doing wrong. <laughs> there are some like cool people that are like you know yeah, messaging, but, talk shop, but whatever. Some but. of them, I know exactly what those 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 type of fan accounts and stuff. But you expect they can do, do no wrong. Yeah, they can do no wrong. Budget and shit like that, brother. <laughs> you have DiBala Lukaku. Like what? <laughs> You got a Nato Sanchez who everybody twerked for for some reason. Like, shut up. Grow up, man. I wonder if now he stays or he's still. Nah, he terminate that bitch. Tiago Pinto's gone. Everyone's gone. <laughs> Clean house, gone. buddy. We're bringing in legends back. Nangolan. Nangolan is going to be God. a figurehead with Totti. And Strutzman. Well, Kevin Strutzman's going to play. <laughs> That's, what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He's going to come back and play. Tomorrow. He's going to be Chris backup. <laughs> He'll start over, Christophe. Never mind. No, 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 not with the else. No, for the vibes, for the vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, it, I get, it, I get. It. But let's get to uh, Mourinho's team. Mourinho's my, team. Say, no not, Roma player. It won't be a very sad one because you're not going to be naming any yeah, Roma players. So if you want to have any connections or anything, respect because he's coached too many teams and respectfully. And I, I'm not even respectfully because you know this too. No, no, no. I, I nobody when we talk, nobody on Roma gets into the team. Yeah, it's so to get into it. We're going to change it. We're, we are going to have a little bit of restrictions. We're not going to do like the team thing, like, a, you know, two, two players from the same team or three players from the same team. We're not going to do that. But to keep it a little bit frisky with the whiskey, we're going to only do one player from each nation that you can do. What are you, laugh- what are you laughing for, big sheeties? I don't know what's with these random like puns you always do. I'm going to play on words. Yeah, Why? it's a little... Frisky with the whiskey. Yeah. So I'm feeling frisky with the with the whiskey. It's so weird. But anyways, continue. Yeah. yeah. We're only you're, gonna you're do weird. One. You're weird for thinking this. No, weird. you're weird. No, you're, you're weird. weird. We're only doing one nation. One nation. Frisky with the whiskey. You can choose whatever you want. No Roma players. Yeah, because none of them would make it. <laughs> <laughs> like the Saturday, like zero. Carsdorp. Yeah, I got other every fucking every three games they get into a fight. You just see Carsdorp. <laughs> Maybe well, he's, weird he team. stays now. Oh yeah, he's hot. He's twerking, dude. You're gonna see him in the red light district tomorrow morning, a Dutch guy. He's literally twerking. He's, oh, 100 percent Smalling's not vegan anymore. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> he's back. No injury. But, um, he's good. Who wants to start? You want me to start? Get you want to start it? You, hey, I'll give you the the go ahead. Cheers. This. All right. So I'm gonna go with. You know what? No, I'm gonna make it even more difficult for us. I'm gonna go with his latest formation. We're gonna do three four two one. Okay. Because apparently that's his go-to, even though it isn't. Four t- no, you know what? Okay, I feel like I'm being a bad guy now. We'll go with his real formation that he loves, 4-2-3-1. Okay. His favorite formation, we'll go with that. Yeah, I learned a lot about you, Mo, in the time. Um, <laughs> Joe did okay. his research. So, in net, we're going to go with Rui Pinto. No, I'm kidding. Uh, in net, um, we're going to go for Peter Check. Petter Check. Peter Check. Petter Okay. However, it's pronounced Peter. Okay, okay. My buddy Peter, Czech Republic, Chelsea legend. Okay. Czech Republic, don't do it again. Oh, don't think there is any other more, any other ones. There but... is probably like Stanislavski or Yankalovsky. Okay, so I'll do. I'm just trying to think where what team I want to pick off of. Okay, I'll go. I'll go left back, and we'll go with. Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole, left back. I was going to say, Chelsea. wait, we can't do Chelsea. I did Chelsea. But I'm just no, no, nationalities. No, no. Nationalities, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with. Also, you got to be careful with choosing who you're going to yeah, choose yeah. nation wise. Christian Kiev. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with, on Inter, Lucio. 
Brazilian, solid, won yeah. trouble together. So it's hard to argue that he's one of his best center backs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now the other center back. I'm trying to think, was he there? I don't think he was there with Modinho. Okay, actually, you know what? I'll, 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 I can make it a little bit easier. Yeah, I'll, yeah, you know what? Fuck you, Joe. I'm going to go Sergio Ramos. Oh, yeah, back. that's fine. That's okay, fine. Okay. I, I would have said the same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, I'll try, I'll, no, I was just trying to, like, save Spain, but then I'm trying to think. I'm, like, I, I'm honestly, like, like, I'm going to tell you honestly, for me, I'm not going to save a nation because, all oh, this player was better than whatever. I'm going to say it because these guys were the best yeah, 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 at yeah. their position yeah, yeah, whatever. for Modi. Hey, go ahead. Continue. Okay, so for me, right back. I feel like I'm just literally picking all Inter guys right now, but like <laughs> it's hard to say this guy doesn't fit in any top 11 team when he's allowed to. I'm going to go with Javier Zanetti. Right back, yeah. literally like one of the best fair's of all fair, time. Man. So fairs is fairs. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Factual. Now two defensive mids. Two defensive mids. Okay. One of them, you know, didn't get a lot of praise. World Cup winner. Very solid defensive mid. Also played for my team, but was coach under Mo for a short period of time at Real Madrid. I'm going to go with Sami Kadira. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. He is, honestly, I will say he is underrated. He is yeah, underrated. He is. It's it's tough to argue I that. Even, like, I hated him. He was he used, was team, like, it was crazy because Juve like, used him good. in a different way. In Spain, he was used another way. Like, just good player, high So IQ. versatile, man. Yeah, um, very high IQ. And since you went with Germany... I'm going to go with the player that I feel like a lot of people forget about. Why? I don't know, but people forget about him. I'm going to go with Michael Essien. Michael Essien, you could choose which club he played. I think he was with Real Madrid, though, when Mourinho was there And Chelsea, I think. Yeah, Chelsea for sure. But I'm saying, like, I think he might have been with Real Madrid during that era as well. Mm. But, yeah. Okay. Michael Essien, final offer. Okay. I mean, plain and simple. I'll go. I'll start off. I'll start off in the middle. I'll go with our cam. Has to be Wesley Snyder. You know, picking a, lot, have to be. picking a lot of Inter players, but coach under Mo, man, that year there, I, I hate to admit it because I hate Inter, but he was one of the best players on the planet that year. Yeah. No, he, he, was, he, he, was, was, he was phenomenal. Arguably, man. people say he was robbed of a Ballon d'Or. I don't think so because, again, during any era of no matter Messi how good, yeah, no matter how good you did, you, were, you weren't better than Messi or Ronaldo mm. in those years, man. Like, I, it sucks to say, like, it sucks for those players, but fair is fair, man. Fairs is fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, left mid, I think I kind of spoiled it. It's kind of a no brainer. I'm going to go with uh, on left mid. Okay. I took okay. the Portuguese option. I know, whatever. Sue me, but literally one of like Mourinho's yeah. best players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I you, know, it's... you can put him striker, you could put him left mid, but I feel like there's more it's options kind of that inevitable are good at striker. You're going to go with him. Yeah. yeah you have it's to. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, on the right, I'm trying to choose between if I want, if, if, did he, was he there when they signed Bale? You know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about that when we were talking about, when I mentioned the CDM, I was thinking in my head, like, hey, Gareth Bale, was he there under Mo's mm-hmm. era? And I don't think he was. Because I think that's during Ancelotti and then Zidane. 
and then that's mm-hmm. it. Ooh. I know who you're going to say now. Who? Eden Hazard. No. Oh. I was actually going to, but there's somebody else that Mourinho coached at his time with Chelsea. Mumu Salah. Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah. Yeah, that's actually a good show. Yeah. That was a good you show. Actually, you, 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 like, you reminded me of that. I was like, wait, hold on one second. I was going to go Hazard left. And then just put Ronaldo up top. But funny because he always actually says the same line. Oh, people know me as the guy that sold Salah, but I'm also the guy that bought him. Yeah. Okay. Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> I don't get the relevance. Hey, you got you got the last position here. Oh, no? th- see, this is this is easy, but it's super tough because for me, I look at all the players like whatever, and like you look at the strikers. <laughs> this man as coach Wayne Rooney. We can't say because English. English. We already said it that. But then there's still Balo, who, okay, I know everyone's going to say that's our Italian bias, but at that point, Balo was actually very close to untouchable. You know, like, everybody says it about him, like, whatever. You have Balo. You have Samuel Eto'o, one of the best, if not the best, African strikers of all time. DDA Drogba. Lukaku. Lukaku. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like, there's a long, long list for this man that you could choose from. Look. Um, well, it's on you, man. You got to choose it. I'm going to go with just because. I feel like you can go with anybody there. And yeah, and no one could bat an eye. If you bat an eye, then you're just, you're battling something. Um, I'm going to go with, though, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Just because. I'll it, say I'd, I'd probably, for me, it was either between him or Eto'o. Yeah. Uh, I, even, it, honestly, yeah, even I was going to say for me, man, it was. so tough. You know, no, 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 no. I'm going to switch it. I'm going to switch it. Because the epitome of a Mourinho striker was DDA Drogba. So I'm going to go with DDA Drogba instead. Yeah. Big, strong, great in the air, hustled hard. DDA Drogba, you're my striker for that team. Dude, every week we're making, we make these teams and I feel like every week I I, I come out of the, the episode and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, fuck, that was like, that was probably one of the best teams that like we, that we built so far. And I like think every that, week uh, it just keeps getting better and I better. I think that left back team was my favorite still. Oh, you know, to, to do that, that was the best one. But like, like on paper, the best team, like, dude, this one's up there probably oh, with yeah. this one. And I think the Messi one were probably the, the two of the no, best No, this ones. and the Ronaldo one. I like the Ronaldo one more than Messi, to be honest with you. We did the, sorry, the Ronaldo one was first. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Yeah. I, I like the Ronaldo, Ronaldo one, one more. I thought because, we did Messi first. Yeah. yeah. There's something about no, that team. I'm just that one, that, that team nice. there, that team there was gross. Maybe because we had a Canadian in that. I don't know. Could be that. I didn't see that. Jump all peaks. A little bit of appreciation over there. But guys, I think that's yeah, it yeah, for today's yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. We know we 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 bored you guys. Well, not bored because a lot of you guys I will it. will like to hear what Joe said about Roma. I mean, it's gonna be super good. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I feel like it was it was the perfect time to do this episode, considering it happened this morning. It's funny we were and gonna do an episode yesterday, and I'm like, nah, I'm kind of tired. Could fate, we today, man. fate. Fate said, wait a day. Maybe we should have done it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but then we'd be, we'd be talking about this Mourinho news a week later. Yeah, so, true, hey, it happened true. at a perfect time. It was, we. I think we, you know, we covered everything. We got to hear about what you think now with Di Rossi. And, you know, now, hey, now all we can do is wait and see what happens. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of exciting things that's going to be coming from this Roma team. I know you are very scared and skeptical on that side. I'm but me scared. being on I'm the outside, scared, man. I'm kind of like looking at this all angles and like, for me, I, I think it is a good situation for you guys. I think it, it could be a positive thing. And the way your fan base is and the way the locker room will, will listen to everything he says. And and I feel like he'll like they're gonna back him like he's you know, they're 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 king and and they're all the gladiators going out to war for him. 
Like I, I, I genuinely and like, I, hey, buddy, I'm, I'm just, I'm maybe just, you know, blowing smoke up your ass right now, but that's genuinely how I feel. You're romanticizing, <laughs> you're making me that's hot and but that, that, hey, that's genuinely how I feel. I could be clearly wrong. I am a lot of times, but I'm also right a couple times. Listen, so if it's one thing we'll I've see. learned from being a Roma fan is there's always, always some sort of silver lining slash light at the end of the tunnel. So that's all I'm looking forward to. The light at the end of the tunnel. When we win the Europoli, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just hey, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Content. We'll see where Roma's at in in May. We'll revisit this conversation. Yeah. See how Dirossi actually ended up doing for pretty much that the season because it'll almost there'll probably be a couple games by that point. Maybe Roma will be in a Europa League final. We can maybe do like a live stream for that. Who knows if that actually happens? No, no, we'll no, see. No, no, no. If that ever happens, hey, or maybe you go to another Roma no, bar and uh, oh yeah, because that went well last year, right? Where did where, where did they win when you were watching? At home, my house. Yeah, no, but I'm saying you at a home. Ah, uh, yeah, a home, yeah, a home. Nah, that's what I thought. Uh, that's what I thought. Never again. God, before Joe starts crying, Fucking guy hugs. We're gonna. Me. Hey, we didn't deserve to be here, man. Shut up. <laughs> we deserve it. <laughs> we're gonna end things off there. So, Joe's gonna start just emo- getting very emotional right now. Nobody wants to see that. I'm so, we'll play FIFA. guys, if you haven't already. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at UltrasXI. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, UltrasXI, obviously. Subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment. We see your comments. We're, we're having a chat with, uh, with a guy from Saudi today. So we see everything, guys. Feel free to share. Um, and yeah, on that note, guys, we'll see you next week. We'll hear you next week. Joe, maybe he might not be here because oh depending how, <laughs> how Roma goes this weekend, he might just want to stay home for a week I and just cry, cry in the corner of his room. So we'll see you guys. We'll see. Later. Ciao, ciao.